We trying to behave ourselves on the story? Well, y'all know what we thinking right now. <laughs> I'm ready for the night. I got a little extra energy. I don't know what might come out of my mouth tonight. I think he is. Tell him to go sit their bad asses down so we're grown folks in here talking. <laughs> T-G-I-M. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Claudia Jordan. It is Friday, and we are back with a brand new episode of TGIF. Of course, like always, we're here to spill the tea and break down some of the hot topics that everyone's talking about. So sit back, relax, get you something to drink, and get ready for all of this hot tea. Let me introduce the co-host. Please welcome Al Reynolds, brand strategist. What's up, Al? What's going on, Claudia? I'm good. I'm Where good. are you? Are you still in Los Angeles? No, I flew to Vegas with my best friend out here. We're going to go to see Selena, Genuine, and Drew Hill tonight. So oh, that's little, nice. Little R&B show for one night, then back to Dallas so I can lay my behind down. Uh, <laughs> I'm tired. I'm tired. Also, please welcome a multimedia personality, Funky Dineva. What's up, Q? What's going on? Al done made it to the upper room and you going to the elderly concert tonight. Oh, I love yeah. <laughs> They are not elderly. They are our peers. <laughs> they, no, they not me, girl. They y'all peers. Okay. Well, you look as old as us, so you okay, can honey. Age group. Okay. I'm all I'm sure. A Wait a minute. Yeah, we baby. all 50 around this bitch. This is, this, is, this is the type of show we have tonight? The type oh, of I'm show. I'm a young, supple 39, honey. Y'all qualify for AARP. Not me, girl. I'm Al, just... tell him we look younger than him. <laughs> what y'all sipping on? Speaking of aging, what y'all drinking? A little bit of sweet tea. I got a little bit of uh, whiskey. Oh, okay. All right, we don't know what might come out of my mouth tonight. Mm-hmm. Well, they say they will come out your mouth and make it nasty as what you put in it. You should know with the sore throat, shorty. Let's <laughs> keep a sore throat. All right. Well, I'm drinking apple juice. I'm in Vegas, but I'm gonna just try to chill because um, there's no mini. There's no mini bar in your room, or you just tired of drinking. We got a mini bar. Yeah, we do. Um, I, I drank. Did I drink it? I drank yesterday, and I'm just exhausted from the movie and then going to LA for the other show, and it's just it's a lot. And at my old big age, <laughs> can't really burn the candles out. But oh, it's my best. Come say hi, Bessie. Actress Annie Alonzo, my girl Annie. What's up? Oh, hey, man. Annie girl. Hey. Oh, Y'all are so. That's it ain't KJ, but I guess it'll do. Uh, hilarious. She was in the Tupac <laughs> movie, Charlie's Angels, and Oh, and nice. Chicago Fire, and a lot of others. Soap operas, it's everything. So, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Love you, girl. Love you, too. All right. Oh, I said it. You did. Oh, yeah. Oh, mate, that's who she in a new relationship with. That's my girlfriend. That's, uh, yeah. that's why we quiet about Y'all it. Y'all wanted the tea. Y'all wanted the tea. There it is. She does look like a lesbian right now. You do. Wow. She embraces it. She's like a pretty tomboy. All right, y'all, let's give the people what they came for. Uh, During a discussion with Earn Your Leisure at InvestFest in 2022 in Atlanta, Tyler Perry revealed that he fired his accountants. Perry said, I'm spending hundreds of thousands of dollars in accounting with accountants for the audit, and I'm getting so mad and frustrated. He continued, we get to the end of the audit, and they, the IRS, owed me $9 million. Perry said that although his accountants were elated about the return, he made the executive decision to fire them. Now, Q, 
Can y'all blame him for doing this, for making this decision? Or what do you think about this? Alice, start with you. Uh, well, you know, one of the thousands of jobs that I've had, one is- Oh, you know, here we go. <laughs> I fair taxes, you know, as a business manager. Um, you know, obviously we don't blame him for firing them. And not only did Tyler Perry fire his accountants that was, that was handling his business affairs, but he also had the senior auditor who had done some inappropriate things during the audit, he had him replaced as well. So this is a sign that you don't see that often where uh, where a client can actually have an IR, IRS representative removed off his case. And Tyler definitely did that. But something, something still is missing in, in this. But the, the main thing that I wanna know is, do you guys think that Tyler should sue his old accounting firm for negligence, gross negligence, because in fact, he said he paid them hundreds and thousands of dollars and they really royally messed up his income taxes. Uh, I think since he's, it's a happy ending, no, but I think if it wasn't a happy ending, I would. But since he's getting a $9 million return, I mean, he can afford to be out $9 million, I guess. But I hear what you're saying. I, I don't know. That's some rich people problems that I can't relate to. Uh, Q, what you think? I mean, I don't, I don't know about suing. I do know as a former accountant, it is easy to let small things slip through the crack. Um, and you gotta also, you, you also gotta understand that we're not dealing with you and me money. We're dealing with Tyler Perry money. So the same little mistake that would cost you or me five hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? Cost him a whole lot of money. But yes, Tyler definitely should have fired him because for nine million dollars. Tyler could have made about 50 of the movies he'd be making and 39 of the doggone <laughs> shows for $9 million. So yes, Tyler was thinking about how many Meet the Browns, Mr. Paynes, and all that other stuff over there that I do not watch uh, that he could squeeze in that $9 million budget and turn around and make a billion dollars off of it. So he most definitely did the right thing by suing, I mean, not suing, but firing his accounting firm. And don't he make all those movies in like two weeks? With fifty thousand dollars, that's what I'm saying. So he could have made thirty nine Meet the Browns and seventeen more Medea goes somewhere. But you know, to get nine million dollars back, to get nine million dollars back means that you paid nine million dollars too much. Right. You only get back what you paid in. And see, that would be where I would be filing the gross negligence. You had me paying extra when I shouldn't have been to the tune of $9 million. That's grossly negligent to me. Uh, the only reason why I give a little bit of pushback and it's, it, it's only because of the amount of money that you're dealing with. One small clerical error could have caused a million dollar overpayment. You know what I'm saying? Only because of how much money you're dealing with. That, that, so, they that did, so they did nine small mistakes. I don't know what they did, <laughs> but what I'm saying is it's very much possible dealing, or they did three small mistakes that were three million apiece. I mean, it's we, we, we don't know the full details, but he did the right thing by firing him. But Tyler, I got a great tax person in California that will get you right. And we write up all that money you spent on flying people in. All right, y'all. Recently on the Red Table Talk, Jada Pinkett Smith shared that Will Smith and his ex-wife, Cherie Zampino, uh, take trips together without her. Jada said Cherie and Will really enjoy each other. Now, when Jada was asked if their relationship gets under her skin, she answered, never. They take trips. I'm not there. They do their thing. What are your thoughts on this? And would you be comfortable with your significant other 
of course not, traveling with their ex. Q, let's start with you. What do you think about this story? Listen, I love it. And let's take, let's go ahead and take the salaciousness off of it, off top. If you, you know, when you, when you go get more into the dialogue, Cherie was saying, Will's sister is there, mother is there, and it's a whole family affair. I think we need to normalize not being mad at the ex, okay? Especially if the ex, you and the ex have no overlap, the husband, the wife didn't cheat on the ex with you, then there's no reason for you to be mad with that person. That person is family. Cherie has a child with that person. I think it's in the best interest of the child and all adults evolved to be one big happy family. Now, listen, you know, a lot of us, the way we're raised, you know, all that going out of town and stuff, you know, could be a little funky, but when you put it in the context of the mama is there, the sister is there, and it's one big family affair, I really don't see much wrong with it. All right. Uh, Al, what do you think? Hell no. Hell no. In this particular case, it was a book tour. This particular trip in London, the mama and the sister was there, but she said they go on trips together on a regular. Hell no. And didn't and didn't Will Smith actually admit that one of the biggest mistakes he ever made in his life was his divorce from her? I think I've read that in his book. Nope, 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 nope. And his relationships having problems. That would be a great little lean in and, and, and canoodling. Nope, 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 nope. I don't think that I can support. I don't think I can support that. I, I really don't. That, that just doesn't make any sense to me. But, you know, we do know that Will and Jada have a non-traditional marriage. And, and they look at their relationships differently than most people. But for me, my ex... Bet not be going nowhere. I mean, my present wife or husband bet not be going nowhere with their ex. It's not going to happen. Not in my book. I do think it's great that they have come a long way because they were not getting along for a while and they, they, they buried the hatchet. But their child is grown now. I think when you get to a certain age, it's not necessary to go with. But, hey, if it works for them and keeps them all happy, and maybe Jada likes him to be on vacation with old girl and then, you know, she at the house. You know what I mean? Right. Speaking of that. August Alcina, speaking of Jada Pinkett, he recently admitted to having zero, uh, absolutely zero to do with the Smith family at this point. Now, the singer told Entertainment Tonight that this, the scandal involve, involving his entanglement with Jada Pinkett Smith even made him question his decision to be a part of the new reality series, The Surreal Life. What are your thoughts on what August said? And it's, it's you know, it's a done deal and they don't speak at all anymore. What do you think, Al? You know, I every time this young man, ever since this entanglement has come up, he just, oh, every time I see him in the media or talking, he just comes across as so troubled and so sad and so, like, confused and so not understanding, you know, where he is and what's going on. So I'm actually excited about this opportunity. And I'm glad August has figured out a way to monetize and pivot off of this huge dark cloud that he's had over his head for coming forth and being honest that he had a relationship with her. You know, a lot of people aren't buying a lot of his music, even though his music is great. But I do like the fact that he's making some money off of a reality show and stepping into the reality space and being able to walk in his truth and how he feels about that incident all right q what are your thoughts well for me when you step into the reality space after kind of like being a big star it kind of like signals that you're a little like washed up or you know headed towards 
has been level or headed towards what my talent is, isn't working anymore because you don't have Meg the Stallion headed to the reality space. You know, Cardi B is not running back to the reality space. Hell, Mario ain't even headed over to the reality space. So I'm thinking you over there in the reality space because because you just, like you said, your music ain't damn selling. But Will and Jada shouldn't be talking to you. They shouldn't be on speaking terms with you. You single-handedly almost told on people family up, and for what? You got nothing for it. I, I definitely think August regrets his decision, and it was very immature of him from the start to spill the beans. But yet again, it was very immature for Jada to be messing with him in the first place. The Smiths did the right thing, and um, August, you just got to deal with it. Um, I think that being on reality is where he probably should be right now. Um, think of some of the biggest artists that are out there barely clearing 25,000 albums. Music's not selling like it used to. And after COVID, a lot of them went broke. You know, a lot of them went really broke. I used to live in an apartment building in North Hollywood and there were some celebrities from some very big shows in the 90s that live in my building. And like, all that glitters isn't gold. A lot of times people are famous, but they don't have the money anymore. They really don't. And some of those reality shows, two, three, four hundred thousand dollars to go work for, you know, three weeks. I know Surreal Life pays you a, a nice little amount of money. I know Marriage Boot Camp and a few of the others pay a good amount of money. So I guess I, I it sucks that, you know, he's not making it as more as an R&B star because I do think he's talented, but he didn't have a lot of music. Right. Did he only, I don't I only know of like one album from him. Do y'all know more than that? Am I'm I not making... sure how many albums he had, but he ain't got no extensive catalog of things yeah, so, that's being played right. on the air. So let me, can I ask a question to guys and, and help me out? How, how did him and Jada meet? And then how did they end up going from meeting to, you know, fall in bed with each other? My understanding is that he was a friend of Jaden's. Okay, that's what I heard. That was my understanding. I don't know if it's true or not, but that was what, the rumor mill was saying. Got it. Okay. Well, okay. Well, uh, let's see. Is it time to take a break? I don't know. We'll go one more. All right. In a preview uh, episode of Love and Hip Hop Miami, Princess Love and Ray J get into an argument where she reveals that she opened up her bedroom to other women with Ray J just to make him happy. Princess said there's been times where it's like, I love Ray so much. I tried to do the whole threesome thing. She continued, because you don't have to go outside of their relationship. I can be fun too, but nothing is ever enough for Ray. What are your thoughts on Princess, Princess Love's claims? And keep it real, would either of y'all go that far for your partner to make them happy? Al, I know your answer already. We, 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 we no, you, this. you want me to go first? Listen, now we all know that I, I definitely have uh, done threesomes and I've done swinger parties. Never when I was married and never when I was in a committed relationship. I think that's important. But to me, I feel like women who are married and let another woman into their bedroom are doing it mainly to police their significant other's infidelity. That's how I interpret it. Because I don't think most women would want that situation, right? And to me, Princess, you are so beautiful. You're gorgeous. You can have any man that you want. You can have anybody probably more famous and richer than Ray J. But at the end of the day, sweetheart, you agreed on bringing that other woman into your marriage and you said specifically to make him happy. And that is not his fault. That is yours. That is yours because the moment anybody that I'm married to and and they want to bring somebody into my marriage, I'm out the door. Okay, Q. 
You know what? I think, unfortunately, I think a lot of women in particular, but I was going to say people, but I think a lot of women in particular fall in this trap. I think a lot of women sitting around eating coochie that don't really want to, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Or sitting back. I, I got so many homegirls that have been in this situation and been like, well, I just laid there and let her eat my coochie. You know what I'm saying? Like doing this, trying to please their man or whatever the case may be. And they're not bisexual for real. And here's what people got to understand. It's only a temporary band-aid. You can't keep no man from cheating. If he wants to cheat, baby, he is going to cheat. And let Princess's story be a cautionary tale. Like she said in her confessional, it was never enough. It will never be enough. So don't, now, now listen, if you are by nature a bisexual, you like all that itchy, get your yaya and swapping the fluids, then have at it. But don't do that just to please your mate. That goes for men and women. Don't do something that you're uncomfortable with just to please your mate because it's going to come back to bite you in the ass. And look how he done made a fool out of her seven ways past Sunday. Yeah. After she's made all those compromises. Yeah. You know, women as women, we get a lot of different messages, right? Well, a man's going to be a man. Then we hear, well, you know what you signed up for if you get with the professional athlete. Well, then it's like, it's always an excuse what your man is supposed to be doing and it's normal and you're supposed to just, you know, bend or, or uh, compromise. And I say, I call BS on it. I, I never went with that narrative. I don't care what you do for a living because what I do for a living is a lot of temptation and a lot of people calling at me as well. And if I can be faithful, so can you. Like, I, I think miss me with that. Um, and yeah, doing it for someone else, I can't imagine how that feels. Having someone touch you that you don't want to touch you just so this other person can be happy. That's got to feel like such a violation, especially the first few times. Like I can't imagine what that must have felt like, especially if your heart is not into it. So princess, you are gorgeous and uh, you know you can have any man you want. So anyways, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. We'll be back with more TGIF after this. End of the show. So please submit your questions for the three of us in the chat and our producers will pick the best questions and feed them to my chat, our chat, and we'll ask those questions. That's number one. Number two, we will be dressing up for Halloween for the Halloween show, the Friday before Halloween. So please suggest, make your recommendations of what the three of us, each of us should be for Halloween. And we will uh, take those into consideration. I really want to hear who you think we should all be. All right, so let's get into it. The next story is crazy and scary. A married mother of two daughters says she was infected with an incurable sexually transmitted disease after a janitor tainted her water bottle at her office. The mother said, I raised it to my face, smelled it, and it smelled like urine. A doctor that the victim worked for conducted a urinalysis on the water and confirmed the woman's worst fears. The custodian, Lucio Diaz, has been charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Al, what are your thoughts on this sick story, and how would you react in this situation? This is disgusting. This is this is disgusting beyond disgusting. And remember, 11 people have drank out of that same water tank, right? But I do want to know, the, when they say it was a deadly weapon, do they mean his penis and his genital? Mm-hmm. Is that what they're calling a deadly weapon in this? Because yeah. I'm so confused. I'm so confused with the law these days. How is that a deadly weapon? Because she could have died. But anyway, all I can say is I would sue everybody for this. I would sue my employer. I would sue the janitor. I would sue the building. I would sue the janitorial company that he worked for. I would sue the water bottle company who supplied the water. I would sue, I would sue the water dispenser maker. I would sue the landowner. And I would sue his mom. 
mama for creating such a crazy ass son that would do some tacky HHIT shit like this. I would sue them all. All you of spelt, them. You spelt it, then you still said the it word. Said oh. <laughs> Look, the brown liquor. <laughs> so, you know what? I'm curious to know what the incurable STD is that you can contract from drinking urine that can be a deadly disease. In my mind, I'm thinking like she got herpes. I thought it was the herp. I was thinking it was herpes, but I would just be curious to know what STD can be transmitted through drinking it that's also deadly. Maybe, was it maybe a hepatitis? Ah. Maybe a hepatitis. That, that would be one. That, Here's my thing about her. You smelled the water bottle, right? It smelled yeah, why would you drink And it? then you continue to drink. Like when you when Well, you sometimes like, oh. you don't smell it until it to it hit. You know, because look. <laughs> Bull SHIT. Sometimes to, to hit your like, look, I'm, look, look, watch. Your taste buds are dead. I'm smelling it and drinking it at the same time. Like sometimes it's already in your throat. It's already in your throat by the time you smell that it's That's why your throat got an infection there. No, that ain't why. And whatever whatever the hell I had in my throat was curable. Okay, so. I just feel like she said it was a disgusting smell, right? I mean, I'm like you, Claudia. I I don't know. But I've got to tell you this, though. I do have to be honest. I, I uh, had taken some ex- some excess Clorox and put it in a water bottle, right? And I said, oh, my God, I hope I don't forget that this is Clorox. And one night from coming in, from partying and everything, I did drink it. You took a swig of it? I did. And uh, you would think I would smell the Clorox because it's so strong. But cl- maybe you're onto something, Q, because I it wasn't until after I drank it. I mean, yeah, I, if, if, if you're realized. distracted and on the phone and... But, you know, this is the thing I don't like about this type of stuff, right? And I get that there has to be legal recourse. I just hate that the employer is getting sued, right? Because you, 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 it's a janitorial role. You bring the person in for an interview. You do a background check. The person works for your company and has a good track record for whatever, whatever. It just sucks that now as the employer, I'm getting sued for something that was Outside of my control, I had nothing to do with, and I did my due diligence as far as hiring practices are concerned. Why do I now have to pay millions of dollars because he peed in your water? <laughs> Negligent supervision. He's the janitor. What supervisor you know be at the job house after the sun go down? I'll just tell you what it is, buddy. <laughs> yeah, uh, but they have insurance for those kind of things, so hopefully they're covered. All right, y'all, uh, someone who needs some insurance for this, I don't know if you can get some uh, some cash app insurance. Young Jock mistakenly, well, Zell, Zell's a random person, almost $2,000, and now he's having a hard time getting his coins back. Now, after realizing his mistake, Jock sent the following text to the number. Hi, can you please return the $1,800 that I mistakenly sent to your account via Zelle? He continued, I know you've blocked my number and that's okay. I just need the $1,800 that was sent to your account via Zelle. Would you return the money if this happened to you, Q? And how has this ever happened to you? (laughs) So, you know, it's so funny because this actually was our topic for the day here on Hot 105 on the drive home today. And we had some of the most hilarious callers. My position was Q today, as of right now, yes, I would return it. 
But there once was a Q whose car was in repossession status and who had a three-day uh, eviction notice on his door. That Q wouldn't have returned aside from God, right? That Q wouldn't have returned them $1,800. No, ma'am, I would have kept it. And I would have had to deal with karma or whoever she was at a later date. That Q would have kept that money. Okay. Al? Hell to the no. The old Al, the new Al, and the present Al would have kept that money. I don't know who it came from, right? I didn't, it wasn't like it was a friend that mistakenly did it and sent it to me. I don't know. I, I don't know that I would be so quick to give that money back. Maybe I'm not mature enough in that space yet because... I'm just not. But let me tell you something. There are two things here that really struck me. Number one, I understand that he needs his money. We know that Young Jock, and I, I actually like him as a talent, Young Jock does have eight kids, though, with four different baby mamas, and he needs that money back. But this is what I'm concerned about with this particular story. I'm super concerned how he put the unknown person's personal information out on social media. That's called doxing. And when you do something like that, there is a there is a you open yourself up for liability to be sued. Right. Because you're sharing private information about a particular person without their consent. And when you do that, you put them in a position to be harassed because you're asking your fans to help you contact them to get your money back. So that's the only thing in this story that really concerned me because doxing actually is real. And there were over a couple of thousand cases in the United States involving doxing and harassment. So I'm a little bit concerned for young jock and I hope that he, you know, re, you know, does a rebuttal and takes that down. Um, I think this is awful. And I think the person that got it, I don't care what your situation is. You should turn it back because it could happen to you. It happened to me before. I gave someone $400 by accident. I was trying to send it to this girl. I was off by a letter or a digit or something on Zelle and she kept it. And or whoever the person was, and they never returned any kind of communications. Luckily, they didn't break me. But what if it was someone that, like, what if it was someone sending child support? What if it was someone sending some medical money? Like, you don't know what that money was for. And most people in America are not doing well financially. And, and, and to get money that you know that doesn't belong to you, I get it, sounds fun, yeah, I'll keep it. But the reality, I would just be too worried about, you know, what that person was sending it for. Zell asked you seven ways past Sunday. This person is not in your instance. This person is not in your contacts. But listen, yeah. on top of that, Zell sends you, if they're not in your contact, they send you a code that you have to verify with your code if that's the person that you're gonna send it to. So I, I have a little less empathy in this case. But you it's know? not your money though. You know that it wasn't your money. I okay, know, but look, I'm, look, I'm, what I'm if, not listen, enough. listen, Claudia, <laughs> if your rent was backed up and you looked down on your phone, right. and you, say, you were like, right. that is from God. Like, look, like, at God. God. look at God. Hallelujah. I'm not in that situation anymore, so I, I have a different I've been there, so I would have definitely been like, praise the Lord. Mm. All right. You know what? It could happen to you. I'm just it's saying. True. I'm a big believer in karma. I'm a big believer in like that energy coming right on back to you. <laughs> Listen, I, 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 I get it, 
but let you be three days from the sheriff coming to put your stuff out. Okay. And tell me if you tell me if you send in that 1800. <laughs> I'd be like, sir, you go get it back, but can I send it when I get my income tax? Okay. I hear y'all, but okay. All right, just like with that karma. I mean, I was broke one time before, a long time ago. But anyways, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be back with more TGIF on these two scammers when we return. <laughs> Ooh, look at all the scammers in the chat. Claudia trying to act so innocent. Girl, so fake. Bye. Uh, what's your cash app? They want my cash app. I don't have cash app anymore, so y'all can't give me my money and send me no requests that I accidentally hit. Y'all be all right. Anyways, y'all, welcome back to the show. Hey, listen, if you're 50 or older, listen up. Uh, did you know that Gerber Life Guarantees, Guaranteed Life Insurance provides valuable whole life insurance protection to help cover your final expenses? It's true, and it can help with expenses such as medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debts. It uh, helps protect your family from the financial burden of your final expenses. Now, if you're between 50 and 80 years old or 50 through 75 in New York, your coverage is guaranteed with this policy regardless of your health history. Now, there are no medical exams to complete or lengthy health questionnaires to fill out. Simply visit GerberLifeFamily.com and premiums don't increase over time. The amount you pay when the coverage begins is the same amount you'll pay throughout the duration of your policy. Now just answer four easy questions to get your free personalized quote instantly by visiting GerberLifeFamily.com. See the website for terms and restrictions. All right, y'all, we'll be right back with more tea with Q&L. And don't forget to put your questions in the chat for the final segment and put your suggestions for what we should be for Halloween. And we'll be right back after this. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all, let's get right back into it. Now, a life coach is warning women about getting BBLs after she claims her friend lost her kidney while having the surgery in the Dominican Republic. She posted this video on YouTube. Little did she know that the doctor was actually selling her kidney. I don't know how much kidneys go on the black market, but I know it's way more than 3,500. All right, y'all, what are your thoughts on her claims? And should BBLs be a thing of the past? Uh, Q, let's go to you first. I told y'all ass about going to that damn Dominican Republic, getting them damn BBLs. I told you, you need to come to Miami or LA. And on top of that, her BBL was $3,500. People, when things sound too good to be true, they are. You're going to pay on the front end, or the back end, but you're going to pay. And in this instance, unfortunately, this young lady paid with her life because subsequently she ended up dying. All right. And listen, yes, I did. This, I covered the story today on Hot 105. The girl ended up dying. If you're going to go out of the country, go get your TFIS done. All right. Go over to Mexico and get you some $3,000 TFIS. Yeah. Stop going over there for $3,500 because y'all want to look like IG models and builder bears and ants for $3,500. Listen, I got two implants and the invoice was $10,000. How does that feel right to you? $3,500. And I'm sorry, I have grown to a place where I don't have empathy, sympathy, or compassion for stupidity. Like, that was just stupid. So, you know, I hope your affairs was right with God and you landed in the right place. But that didn't have to be. Al, what do you think about this? I'm sad. I'm, I'm really, I'm honestly, that just shocked the crap out of me. I'm, I'm really sad. We're in a space now where this lack of 
body positivity, this lack of confidence in what God naturally gave you is making you so not comfortable that you are losing kidneys in your life to look like something that is it really worth it? I'm, I'm sad. That story's sad. That's sad to me. She she lost a kidney in her life trying to look like everybody else out here. For what reason? For what reason? Are are you, is, is everybody really getting what you want with these botched bodies and these, these, these BBLs and these liposuction and these, in these uh, fake breasts? Are you actually happier? Are you getting what you thought you couldn't get before you got all that? Is it worth your life? Is it worth your kidney? Or is this a self-esteem play? I am so sick of this era. I cannot wait for this era to be over this BBL um, nonsense. The fact that so much emphasis is on an, an ass in our society where people are walking around with jacked out, jacked up mouths, having back molars that are rotten at the core that have horrible breath because they, they need dental work. They need a root canal. They need an implant. They need all these things. And they go put their money in a BBL, a fake butt to attract a guy that's going to smut you out for the most part. OK, because that's what you're giving. You're giving prostitutes. Some of y'all, some when it's ridiculous, sometimes it's cartoon characterish. And I get if you want to feel better about yourself, but people are looking exactly the same. Right. Carbon copies of each other. And every copy is a hot mess. And I'm sick of it. I'm sick of people getting sick over this, losing limbs. You know, you may not lose a kidney. You might lose your limbs. People's fingertips are turning black and toes. They're losing feet. Hands. It was a girl that lost her hands and feet over getting a fake. She got a fake butt now, a big butt, but she got no hands and feet now. Now what you going to do? What you going to do? And you know what, Claudia? I want to add an extra layer to this. Gay man or not, I actually do not like this narrative that women are putting out there. Oh, we doing it for the men because that's what the men seem to be attracted to. Now, don't put that shit on us. Don't put that on us. Do not put that on us. That's y'all silly, stupid decisions. Keep that in y'all house. Hey, men, men, men want y'all to cook and clean, and y'all won't do that. But it's our fault y'all going out and getting beat. I think it's a, nope. I honestly think it's a little bit of both. I've had nope. men tell me that I need to get my butt. Have you ever thought about getting your butt done? You need to get your butt done. And I and it's 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 a certain type of man though. It's not a grown up. It's that ratchet drug dealer, uh, hot boy in the club, fake jewelry. Uh, I don't agree with that. I don't agree. I, I, I'm a woman that. Gets I, I'm telling money. you, kind of I understand that that might be what's attracted to you, but I I know plenty of lawyers, doctors that want a woman that that got a, a a nice big old booty now. Like not just drug dealers and rappers want a woman with a big old booty. But this is my question. And will always kind of be where I'm. I'm confused, right? Where, I guess, where, 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 where did this come from? Like, where did this come from? Don't y'all think about like where did this trend come from? And then why did this trend take over? I was telling you guys the other day that I went to Kevin Durant's birthday party at the Ned in New York City a couple of weeks back, and when I tell you. Every single young girl, young girl looked like this, like they all had something about them that was manufactured to the point where they feel like that that's the only way they're going to win. That's I'll the you, only way that they're going to get a ball. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you exactly where it came from. Reality TV and social media. Nobody wants to work. And you got to understand when the Kardashian, when Kim Kardashian, Amber Rose, Black China, all of them hit 
at the same time, then basketball-wise and all these various things, and you saw people positively rewarded for not working. Mm. Nobody wants to work. Everybody wants to live the life. And they think, oh, I can attract an athlete or an entertainer if I look this way and don't have to work. And, and, they, and they do. They do. They, so no, they are doing it for men you because they, it does attract, like if they weren't getting results with it, they wouldn't be doing it. Like they wouldn't be such a rush to go risk your life and go get those butts. You see these athletes, I mean, the hot boys, let me just call them the hot boys. I want to put on athletes. It's those hot boys a lot of times for the most part, of course, but, it's not all we know that, but people, they, that's like standard, it's a standard but, issue. People got to understand the statistics of it all. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, yeah, you gonna go get one, but what are the true odds that you, regular Jane from Orlando, Florida, because you went and got your BBL, now you finna land the next Kanye. Like, let's just be for real here, people. I'll never forget Candy Coded Nights one time, we interviewed some strippers, and Candy asked the stripper, what is the biggest misconception about being a stripper? And that girl said that Negroes is coming up in the strip club wifing up strippers. She was like, that is the biggest misconception ever, that you gonna go be a stripper, be on and popping, and some player is gonna come up in here and wife you up. She was like, that is fairy tale. it's fantasy. Mm -hmm. Everybody is not going to have a Larza Pippen, Black China, Amber Rose um, um, outcome. You're just not Mary from Wisconsin. You're not, <laughs> okay? You're gonna be a dairy farmer with a big ass and big tits. <laughs> That's what you're gonna be. gonna be a dairy farmer, Q? Cause she's from Wisconsin. <laughs> you, you know, I miss the 90s. A sheep murder, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, miss, I miss the beauty standards and a lot of things that were in the 90s. And I know that just me getting older when I'm getting nostalgic about the time that it was my peak. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like the 90s, we had a lot of beautiful women that were um, front and center in the media that were just pretty faces. They may have been thinner, you know, not as curvaceous, but they had nice natural bodies. It was like a different kind of beauty center back then. Like, you know, we would see, if you saw a girl in a music video or in television, she was beautiful with a whole, not a whole bunch of stuff on her, you know? And here's what's funny too, Claudia. There is not enough demand to meet the supply. Y'all don't when they got, so, listen, it ain't that many men out there with money available, okay? It ain't, it just ain't. <laughs> not good ones, no way. And now every chick walking down the street has a BB, big titties and small waist and built like an ant. So now it's, it's actually no longer special. It's actually become kind of basic. Expected. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with you, Q. It's kind of like basic. So now we're, we're actually seeing a trend where natural is starting to get praised yeah. again because... So many of y'all have gone out there and got these ridiculous BBLs. You know, I, I, I can appreciate the human body. You, you got a, ni a nice one, a reasonable one, but so many of y'all look so ridiculous now that people don't even want it. Ladies, do the squat challenge. You will see results by day 18. It won't be as huge as those ones that stick out, but you have a nice natural result that you don't have to pay for risk your life for, risk your limbs for it, and be over here on a couch, can't walk around because you got no feet, no hands, but you got a big booty. And I'll do you, I'll do you one, I'll do you one better, Claudia, too. There is a less evasive way where I go get my Botox and my fillers. They have a procedure where they actually add volume to your butt 
using the same stuff that are that are in fillers. They do it that way, and it gives it a more natural curvature. Uh, you know, of course, you have to go re-get it done, you know, once a year, whatever the case may be, but it's injections, fillers, mm -hmm. it'll round you out. It's not going to give you a huge badonkadonk, but if you're just looking for a little more projection, it'll give you that without you risking your life. We, we have a correction to the BBL story uh, from Legal. The, the friend of this woman did not die. Uh, according to Black Enterprise, another woman who went to the DR earlier this year had a BBL surgery and died. So it's one of Oh, that's sure. the one that died. That's okay, I was wondering because okay. I had read that story. I was, I thought maybe, yeah, okay, makes okay. sense. Okay, well, listen, either way, it's dangerous. And day 18, y'all, I promise you, it's free. Three days of squatting on, one day off. It works, increased by 10 every day. You'll have a booty. All right, y'all, quick commercial break, and we'll be back with more tea. And I want your questions to come in for Q, myself, and Al. We'll read at the end of the show. And give us your Halloween suggestions. We want to read them and hear from you. We'll be right back. Welcome back to TGIF. Go ahead and put your questions in the chat, and our producers will pass them on to me so I can read them in the last act. Uh, and also your Halloween suggestions for the three of us, because we will be dressing up for a Halloween show. All right, y'all, let's get into this story about Chicago. Bad news. According to Orkin, Chicago was dubbed the rattiest city in the United States for the eighth consecutive year. New York beat out Los Angeles for the number two ranking, and Hartford, Connecticut, and Miami broke into the top 20. Are you guys surprised that Chicago beat out New York? I'm kind of surprised about that. And I mean, have you seen the size of the rats in New York, especially if you ever rode the subways? They are ridiculous. Q, I see you sh shaking your head over here, over there. What do you think about this story and these rats? Well, listen, I, well, first of all, I was shaking my head because Miami, we was number 20, number 20, okay? And when you walk down the streets in Miami or Miami Beach, you don't see rats. Now, I was surprised about Chicago because I have been to Chicago several times. I've never seen rats in Chicago. We were just in New York walking and I saw rats everywhere, which, you know, you just come to get accustomed with with New York. So I'm surprised anybody beat out nasty New York. And I'm starting to feel like maybe the Tourist Bureau of New York spent some lobbying dollars to get another city pushed up to number one because they're trying to clean up their act. I, I'm just not buying that Chicago's got more rats than New York. All right. Al, what you think? I know walking oh. around in New York in the summertime, if it's trash day, yeah, it, you know, it, that right. pile of trash is covered with scattering rats and scourging rats just all over it. What do you think, Al? So I think there's a couple of things here. You guys know that um, whenever you increase hospitality, food, restaurants, et cetera, um, that's when you're going to increase the rat presence. And I think that that's the case in Chicago. But we also have to be very clear that Orkin makes a lot of money off of this type of report. And I got an Orkin story to actually share with you guys. So, I, you know, I had a, I had a rodent issue in my home in Virginia, uh, my home home, like my home home in Virginia. And so we hired Orkin, right? That business model is a little bit suspect. The person that they sent out was like 90 years old. The person gave me this Orkin plan. They sprayed some stuff around, set up some rat mouse traps, and charged me $180 every two months, which ended up being like what? Between $400 and $900 a year. Something in that whole Orkin thing, something in the Orkin milk and clean. And I think they use this particular article as marketing to make people afraid to use their services. 
Al, what school you went to that $180 every two months work out to be $400 a year? <laughs> I said between $400 and $950. Right. But how does it even begin to be $400? If it's $180 every two months, that's four right there. That's $360. <laughs> that's four so, right there in two months. I'm saying, it, I, I know that I paid $180. Well, the initial consultation was $200 and some dollars. And then I paid $180 every other month. So what's that? Five payments, six payments times 200 is what? 1,200? It damn sure ain't four. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be nice to them. All right. All right, y'all. Circle K gas stations in Florida will add a new item to their lineup next year. Circle K is teaming up with the leading cannabis package goods company, Green Thumb Industries, to sell marijuana at limited number of locations. Funky, would you buy your weed from a Circle K? No, honey. No, I sure will not. I sure will. I don't buy no milk from no Circle K. <laughs> I don't buy no orange juice. I don't buy no eggs. I don't buy no bread. I don't even buy no gas from no Circle K. But for those that do, I'm glad that they are making it available. Let me tell you what my real issue is with this. So in all honesty, I think that it's great that, you know, we are becoming a more liberal progressive society, that marijuana is being legalized and being able to uh, be readily accessible to people. Why, why not push it through, through things like Circle K? I think with the legalization of marijuana, it is missing one piece and it's a restorative justice piece. It really grinds my gears that the big corporations get to get in on the distribution of marijuana first and the people of the communities that were affected the most don't. So that's why I'm just not like, this doesn't make me happy or bring me to chorus because I, I just feel like there should have been a fund set up where Pookie and Ray Ray should have been able to set up a dispensaries in our local hoods first before big corporations were able to profit on something that's put so many of our Black brothers in jail. And as an investor in cannabis, I'm part of a company that was a Black uh, majority company in Chicago, and it was we had to jump through so many hoops. They will give a bunch of licenses out to white companies, and then like, maybe for every like 20, they'll give a Black one out. It is wild what still goes on in that industry. Um, all right. Al? So I, this is my thing. I, I think you kind of got it twisted, guys. So how this works is Circle K actually is not um, distributing or a dispensary for uh, marijuana. All right. It, this is almost like, you know, when you go into convenience stores, there's another brand in there like a Taco Bell or a McDonald's or a Kentucky Fried Chicken. That is kind of what this is. So what these dispensary company has done is they've created a whole new business within the Circle K, which you still have to have your marijuana card. It's still like a legal dispensary. It's just housed like another yeah, company. So I just want to be very clear that we're not we're not putting Circle K on the line for something that is actually illegal. All right, y'all, let's get into these questions from the chat. Producers, send me the questions in the chat. Okay, let's see what they're talking about. Let's see. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Um, they said, Q Dreon says, Q should dress up as Whoopi. <laughs> you know what? I just fight. That, that Dreon, that's a pretty good one. I could, I could do a mean Karina Karina. Tiffany uh, J09 says, Funky, is it possible you can dress up as Hazel E? Don't push it. Uh, uh, these are off a of cube tonight. Donnie said, Q said Donnie says Q should dress up as uh Dora the Explorer. Mm, I don't know about that nah. one. Uh. Christian Simmons said I should be Wonder Woman. 
Al, uh, Derek Rivera says, Al, what are you looking for in a life partner? Oh, shoot. That's a good question. Let's see. For me, someone who is um, financially stable, someone who's open-minded, someone who's adventurous, someone who's spontaneous, someone who's God-fearing, that's very important to me, someone who's open to um, foster care and adopting. Um, and yeah, let's start there. Okay. Uh, they keep asking about you being uh, Hazel EQ in the chat. <laughs> I might just have to be Hazel. Oh my God, there's like three people, four people. Okay, they said, uh, Sh Shania Pope says, question, Funky, would it be possible for you to dress up as Hazel E for Halloween or should I say Fiona? Y'all want me to be Hazel E so bad, I think I just might go for it. And since she said Fiona, I can go get a Shrek costume and be Hazel E. So that that Hazel E is the front runner, y'all. Oh, my God. What happened to uh, Burrell? Kim, Kim Burrell. Burrell. I don't want her nasty spirit in my house. Uh, Miss uh, SO810 says, Claudia, did you date anybody in 3-6 Mafia? No, I just did one of their videos. <laughs> <laughs> But we all cool. And Sipping I love Gangsta. Awesome scissor. It was like late night creep, but late night tip. So I was a waitress. All right. Mary E says, will Al say woman? Woman. <laughs> you got you got to get him while he's in the flow of things. Right, right. right. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not going to answer that, that ask that question. That's about a fellow Fox Soul personality. We're not doing that. Um, Race Yeoman says, Claudia, you still investing in real estate house flipping? I'm looking for a house right now to flip. I'm looking for, to do that or an apartment building. I really want to do that. I, I loved it. It was easy. And I, I'm real hands-on. Like I love doing the painting and everything. Specifically um, in Dallas or anywhere, Atlanta anywhere. or just in, okay. anywhere where the, where's a hot uh, industry. Now the prices are going down. The rates are still at 7%, but the prices are going down finally. Um, mm. I, come on, y'all. Give me some more questions. Give me some more questions. I can ask you a question, Claudia. Yes. Um, if you could, would you have a child now? Yeah, I would. Um, I, I'm not, not trying to get pregnant. Like I'm not currently using any protection or anything. So, um, I actually, every time I like get my period, I'm actually a little sad because I kind of want that to happen naturally, but I know at my age, my big age, it would probably take some technology to do it. Cause I'm at that age where I actually Why'd you try it. Michael, I mean, Janet Jackson did it. Yeah. Is he shooting up the club? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, the new guy, the new guy is shooting hey, up. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Well, I just want people to know that it's not KJ that's shooting up. Hey, hey, hey. The club is fine. The club is fine. Okay. Um, Shout out the club. Somebody <laughs> got an Elba Lamb. Listen, uh, girls over 45, 40 ain't using nothing, okay? Because they're like, chances <laughs> are. Annie, are you, are you offended if a man tries to use a condom on you? Oh, shoot. He says, very offended. Very yes. offended. What is that thing? It's an insult. Insult. That's what the best he says. Wow. Oh, uh, Stefano Gibson says, Funky, do you want kids? No, I'm responsibility adverse. No children. <laughs> I, I, like, I like the nightlife too much. I like to get up and go too much. No. What happened to your dog, Funky? My sister got him. <laughs> oh, my God. And you love that dog. I did, but I, when, when, when Buddy died, it was just in his best interest to be over there with her and Isaac. 
Uh, okay. Well, I hey, did. we will take your uh, Halloween suggestions into consideration. Me and Al still going to figure it out. It seemed like you got a whole bunch of suggestions. So, all right, y'all. Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us tonight. And thanks for watching us on YouTube and being in the comments. Stay tuned for a new episode of Tracks and Tales. We will see y'all next week. And we are getting close to Halloween. Bye, y'all. Bye, Bye guys.